What's your story? What does accessibility mean to you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the special edition of the Inclusion Revolution Radio Collaboration with Accessibility Spotlight Sessions. The Special Olympics World Games Berlin 2023 have officially begun. We're so excited to be speaking with a guest today that is at the Games supporting all of the amazing athletes. My name is Josh Basil. I'm your co-host for today's show. I'm a C45 quadriplegic, paralyzed below my shoulders, and a power wheelchair user. I'm the Community Relations Manager at Accessibility and a passionate disability rights advocate and trial attorney focused on breaking down barriers to access and inclusion for people with disabilities. I'm Novi Craven, your other co-host for today's show. I'm a proud professional Olympics athlete and employee of Special Olympics National. I play bocce, basketball, and about any other sport you can think of. I love Special Olympics and the work our organization does to promote friendship, respect, and of course, inclusion. Today, we will be talking with a familiar guest of the show, Drew McIntyre. Drew is a WWE superstar and Special Olympics champion ambassador. His work in and out of the ring has propelled him to the top of WWE fame and into the hearts of Special Olympics athletes across the globe. Thank you so much for joining us today, Drew, and welcome to the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Thank you very much for having me back on the podcast. I'm very excited to be Talking with you all, seeing you again, Novi, meeting you, Josh, and being here in Berlin right now with the World Games is very exciting. We're so we're so excited to have you back on the show. We last spoke in 2022. Tell us more about what life has looked like over the past year. Ooh, my goodness. Uh, there's been a lot been going on for me the past year. Um, let's see, where do I start? Uh, WrestleMania was very exciting. We were in uh, Los Angeles. Um, we had an incredible amount of people over two days, like almost 80,000 people each day, like 160,000 people attending WrestleMania. Um, I had a match with Seamus, my good buddy. Um, I've known since I was 19, and he's 47 at the time. He's only like 63 now. He's much, much, much older than me. We go way back, but he goes way back to the dinosaur time. He's the only person with an autographed copy of the Bible. And uh, Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. So we had a triple threat match, and it's a match I'm very proud of. We got to meet such cool people um, at the WrestleMania event and the events around WrestleMania and the Unified events, which is my favorite time with all of Premier Live events. Whenever we could have Unified events in the area, and WrestleMania was no different. I um, had a little time off since then. Um, it's been weird because we're 52 weeks a year in WWE. We never stopped. I got to be home for a while. Um, I think people are starting to miss me. Social media tells me. So maybe it's about time Drew McIntyre shows back up in WWE sometime soon. And uh, my cat is a little better. Um, if everyone wants to know out there, Novi, I've still got the cards in my bag. It's actually a different hotel. I would be showing them on screen right now. I plan to show them on screen, but uh, I carry the cards with me. So I appreciate the thoughts, but he's still fighting right now. So any thoughts? and positive energy anybody's got for Chaz, please send them uh, his way. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm, I I was literally my, my my voice when WrestleMania, when your music hit, my mom had to come in the room and say, pipe it down. I said, Drew's on. She said, pipe it down. Even though he's on, you got to pipe it down. 
one some point. I really at one point I thought you really had him. You know, definitely. I was just I can't I think say it was the most physical right. match of all time. I may not have been. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you were truly had a more physical match in my life. Seamus and I may have had to lie down afterwards as soon as we got backstage. Yeah, I saw that picture. Uh huh. But you did it. For the team entertainment team. of everybody else. So I'm glad everyone yeah, enjoyed it. So. I, I, I think I lost my voice after that match. Awesome. You did a phenomenal job with that match. Thank you. Um, in March, you toured our new headquarters office at the Watergate. What were your first impressions? Uh, my first impressions were just how incredible the headquarters were. Uh, and they're beautiful. And, uh, I mean, I got the, the whole tour, but the coolest part was meeting the team, meeting all the athletes that were there, who were also dedicated to the inclusion revolution. And uh, we've seen some familiar faces like yourself, Novi, and meeting uh, some new people and meeting uh, you know the leaders um, that are pushing this movement worldwide. So it was very cool to be right there. The ground zero where it all happens. Sweet. And Ricardo and Donna, Ricardo and Donna really, um, we're really excited to meet you and can't thank you enough how much you really have helped not just them, but also myself included, but other athletes included. But definitely, they just wanted to say thank you so much for all you do and continue to do what uh, your amazing work. So, I always appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. But it works. Both ways, WWE we always say we're there to put smiles on faces. It's not just a model we just say, but also it's a bit selfish because every time I meet athletes like yourselves, um, I come away with the biggest smile on my face. And Drew, can you tell us a little bit more about the continued partnership with Special Olympics and tell us how that's continued to grow over time? I mean, it's such a privilege to partner with organizations like Special um, Olympics who changed the face of sport to ensure sports available for everybody, no matter what your ability and background is. And I mentioned that we're all about putting smiles on faces and inspiring the impossible, but it's athletes like Novi who inspire me to be the superstar that I am. It's cool to play a superhero on TV, but when you meet the athletes, you meet some real life superheroes. So that's pretty cool too. That's awesome. And can you talk a little bit about what it means to represent the WWE at the Special Olympics World Games, Brian? This is amazing. And this is something that I have a bucket list, but things keep coming up and being created that I didn't even realize were on my bucket list because I never thought of them until now. Like uh, being here and um, getting to, to walk out with Team Great Britain and be part of that opening ceremony. I've heard so many cool things about the opening ceremony. I've seen videos of how incredible the opening ceremonies are, but I'm going to be right there in the middle of it, getting to experience it. And, uh, you know, when it comes to my role in WWE's role being with Special Olympics, for me personally, this is one of the coolest things in my life. Like, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a cat dad, I'm a WWE superstar, and uh, I'm a champion global ambassador for Special Olympics, and that is one of my coolest titles. Amazing, amazing answer. What are you looking forward to most while World Games? Everything. <laughs> That's an answer. There's, uh, I've already just started, like I landed this morning and, and got straight into it, straight to meeting, you know, boards of directors and everybody involved with putting the event together and hearing about the plans for the future. And it's just amazing the growth rate um, of Special Olympics over these past few years. And uh, it's still not enough. 
that we want to keep growing and growing and growing, but it's so impressive to see those facts and figures in front of my eyes. Um, so that's been a great start to hear so many you know, positive things. And um, I just can't wait to start meeting the athletes, seeing everybody in person. Everyone's worked so hard to make it to the games. They're the best of what they do. So I can't wait to shake everybody's hand. And of course, like I said, walk out there um, you know, with uh, Team Great Britain. I would walk out with anybody if they let me on the field. I'd sneak onto the field if I had to, but I guess they're going to pass. I guess they're going to allow me and get to see that opening ceremony up close. So that's the thing everyone's been talking about, is that opening ceremony. So I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Andrew, can you share a little bit about what WWE has done to make uh, venues more accessible and how online content is created to reach fans with and, and without disabilities? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned earlier, no, we're 52 weeks a year, no reruns, no off-season. WWE never stops. We're not just America, we're worldwide. And we partner, we're proud to partner with the best um, facilities there is with the most modern accessibility to all um, of our um, WWE universe, as we like to call them, the fans, no matter what their disability is. And uh, we want to make sure all of our fans can access a program, uh, whether it's from the comfort of their home, going to live event, or a premier live event like WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We have massive global appeal with... Currently more, it always blows me away when I hear this number, more than a billion social media followers across all of our online platforms and our fans can enjoy access to unlimited content from now, from decades and decades ago, up to the minute action, interviews, and it's just unreal. Like for me personally, I'm still such a fan, even though I'm a superstar, and I love how much content we have, and I sit there all day long to my wife tells me enough wrestling, we need to do something else, because I'm so addicted to it, and I'm glad. All of our fans across the world have got that access right at their fingertips. And this year, there was a really cool moment at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I love my entrance with the sword and setting fire off, and everybody gets a special entrance. But this year, John Cena um, had the best one of all. Um, he had, I believe it was 21 Make-A-Wish kids on stage with them. They got to have the WrestleMania moment and be part of Cena's entrance at WrestleMania in front of 80,000 people. But on the flip side, it was a WrestleMania moment for everybody watching because that was such a special moment with all the kids and John on stage. Yeah, Bianca, I, I heard Bianca, it also had an uh, amazing oh, moment with, yeah, with the amazing. dance program. And one, of, I think one of the kids had just lost her mother like before, right before she went on the show. That was just yeah, was, amazing to have. Awesome. Yeah, that was just amazing to see how. She's still- Right. And she was absolutely incredible. And right. again, so, it was a WrestleMania moment for her, something she'll never forget, a tribute to her mother, but also for um, you know, everyone watching. That's a WrestleMania moment witnessing right there, along with all the spectacular moves and moments like what she did as a WrestleMania moment. Is there anything you learned from working with Special Olympics that you bring to WWE in order to create a more accessibility experience? Positivity. I guess, like, um, I have to say I've been guilty of sometimes in the past being a little negative and, like, if you're just, like, feeling a little down, feeling negative, and you face the day feeling kind of negative, you're never going to find the positivity. But if you're feeling a little negative and you try and find the positivity, you've got a good chance that day is going to turn out positive. And since I've been working with Special Olympics, it's been like meeting the athletes, their positivity, no matter what situation they're in, I've been found myself being more positive in general. And no matter I wake up each day, I'm so excited to tackle the day. And I don't let little silly things bring me down like I used to in the past. And 
I feel so fortunate that WWE has now only been partnered with Special Olympics for decades, that I've personally been involved for so long. It's something that's got a special place in my heart. Um, and I remember when I asked, can I get involved in the community area of WWE? Because I really want to make a difference. And we started trying to find where I would fit in. Um, and like Special Olympics was brought to me. And growing up, those that know my story, like my mother was looked at differently. She had cerebellar ataxia, where she was a balance disorder, like her hands would shake, her eyes would kind of twitch, and people would treat her differently just because of her disorder. It wasn't like an intellectual disability, but I remember the feeling of people treating her different until they got to know her. And when I heard I hate to work with Special Olympics, and you know, people look at the athletes a certain way and people with intellectual disabilities a certain way until they get you know speaking with them and being around them. And that really spoke to me and being able to work so closely with the athletes for so long, work on things like the hashtag challenge accepted and the school of strength, of course, and finally get together with all the events. Like, I can't tell you how much positivity I have in my world now. It's 24-7 these days, thanks to that relationship. Well, I can't tell you enough how you dedicate your, you, you name your sword after your mother. That's just definitely dedication to it. But also, that's also a part of you because, you know, she's always with you, you know, when you have matches yeah. that you win, you have matches when you lose, you always have her with you. So that's just amazing to have just a, not a weapon, but a, a, um, a personal thing to you to have with you every time you get on, yeah, every time you get in the ring, or every time you get out of the ring. And definitely that's always one should care, be with you all, all along. So definitely that means a whole lot. And when I tell Thank people, you. say, do, do, you, do you know that he names his sword after his mother? They're like, they, they, he did? I'm like, yes, you know, and, you know, definitely that says a whole lot, but I, I can't remember you naming your sword after your mother, so. Thank you. Yeah, it is really cool. Like, I love when the commentators say, when I mean, I'm coming with the sword, I'm like a crazed person. Um, Drew and Angela hitting the ring, so it's like we're in there with the <laughs> Yeah, or Angela saves Drew from from certain obliteration from the, the bloodline or whatever particular group are trying to attack. I mean, it's fun that Angela, my mother, is the equalizer. <laughs> she always was when I was younger. She wouldn't put up with Roman. I know that for sure. She wouldn't put up with Roman. Was that? Not exactly. Oh, Roman, oh my goodness. So how many days has he had the titles now? 9,999? Yeah, he did, he did, they just celebrated his, over his... Uh, his celebration, days, yeah. yeah. And Jimmy and Jimmy crashed the party, but I can talk to you offline about that. But mm -hmm. that was interesting. Where I've still got my eyes on him, mm -hmm. I know for sure. right? And so much of what you're saying, Drew, about positivity it can go so far, it can go take people so in such beautiful directions. You know, a, a healthy dose, a, a focus on gratitude can truly change your attitude and it can really make, make all the difference. And I know with WWE, you guys do such an amazing job of reaching fans of all backgrounds, all abilities. How, how is it that the WWE is so successful uh, in captivating such a diverse audience? I mean, there's just something for everybody with WWE. Um, you know, we've got our larger-than-life personas and superstars, and it doesn't matter who you are or what life you're from. There's one of these characters that's going to connect with you. 
um, and hopefully grab your attention. And the fun thing about it is you don't always need the volume on. The commentaries are great. They add to the stories, etc. But you can be anywhere in the world. You turn off the volume and watch WWE and understand what's going on. So we're putting on these performances you know, through our, our physical um, actions in the ring and the, the way the live crowd respond to us. They're such an important part of our product. They're our number one superstars. You could turn, turn the volume off, but you could turn the commentators off, or you could not understand the commentators, and you could follow everything going on, and you could be watching Ricochet one minute, doing these incredible flips, and having you like standing out, clapping your hands, and the next minute you've got giant, like almost a seven foot three, like, oh my goodness, look at that hand, and we've got like, Bianca and Rhea, for example, the two females are such incredible performers. Uh, from different backgrounds, just inspiring the future generations. If you look across our roster, we're so diverse now when it comes to absolutely every area. It is so cool. I've been there since 16 years ago, but it wasn't the case. And when the females weren't represented the way they are now, and it's so amazing to see how far we've come. Thank you for that. And it's just, uh, I'm just so grateful Like you, you've traveled thousands of miles to be in Berlin, to do to be present, to be, to actually, you know, believe in something and get behind it and spread the word about it, which, you know, it's changing lives, it's changing perspectives. And I'd love to know what advice you have for other brands and other sports leagues like the WWE to develop meaningful connections with organizations that promote inclusivity like the Special Olympics. What can they do better? Hmm. I mean, for a lot of them, it's just taking the first step. Like with WWE, you know, we're all about giving back and partnering with organizations like the Special Olympics. That's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are as a brand. And we're all about making real change in the world uh, we live in. And I feel like everybody should be feeling that way. And I believe a lot of sports leagues can learn a lot from the Special Olympics and its athletes. Uh, such as the power of inclusion, drive, perseverance. And that's what makes an exceptional athlete and individual. But for a lot of them, just look a second, look at specialolympics.org, look at some of the facts, check out the healthy athletes screening. You know, I was one way when I saw some of the, the facts and figures about like one in 10 of our athletes, how they're affected um, physically and how doctors... But you assume, you know, people with intellectual disabilities would get equal care or better care than people with the exact opposite. And that was mind-blowing to me. And I've been working with Special Olympics for a couple of years when I learned those facts and figures. So if we'll take a minute, you know, just learn those facts and figures. Learn, hey, we just all deserve equal treatment, all deserve to be seen as equal. Then the companies can maybe start taking a step in the right direction. Just a couple of weeks. It's so well said. Take, taking that first step is... You can think about doing good all you want, unless you're willing to like take that first step and do something about it. You know, we're, 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 we're living in the past without that first step. So thank you for taking many steps. Oh, I'm sprinting at this point. I'm so happy to do it. So excited to do it. I wasn't going to miss the games no matter what. I've been looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, you know, my wife was supposed to be here. She was looking forward to the games, but she lost her sister a few weeks ago. So it's been a difficult time uh, for our family. Sorry about that. She yeah, was very encouraging. I had to be here uh, for the weekend and I wanted to be here um, to support everybody, support the cause and support the athletes. Drew, I'm thinking of you and your family during, you know, the tough time. You definitely know that you've got not just me, other athletes in your corner. So, you know, you're feeling down. You know, you got, you've got millions, millions of athletes that will 
definitely cheer you up. You know, and, uh, they're going to cheer me up over the weekend. Oh, that were the ones doing the biggest. Definitely, definitely. I know you've answered this question before, but can you expand on your answer to the question? What does accessibility and inclusion mean to you? Accessibility to me means uh, access and availability to all. Like, there are no exclusions. We're in this together. Uh, we are one. Uh, we are unified. Heck yeah. Thank you, Drew, for joining today's episode of Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast in the Spotlight Session Collaboration. As usual, you're crushing everything in your path. Even this interview. We can't tell you enough how much your support of inclusion accessibility means to us. I really appreciate you all for taking the time, having me on again. And as always, good to see you, Novi. Awesome to meet you, Josh. Keep doing what y'all are doing and keep your eye out on the TV for the, the giant man with the ponytail and beard in the opening ceremony. <laughs> around like a crazy person and the world's largest cheerleader during the events. <laughs> I love it, Drew. And you can, you can all learn more about accessibility, Inclusion Revolution Radio, and Special Olympics by subscribing on YouTube and following us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Find us using our handles at accessibility underscore community and at Special Olympics. Thank you all. Thank you, Drew. And we are looking forward to the next episode.